coming up next on the Ziggler show. And Steve's lying there in a gurney. He's got an oxygen mask on his face. He's clearly frail. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he didn't look like himself. His, his skin tone wasn't like it normally was or nothing like that. And my dad was trying to, I think, love on Steve the best way he knew how. He was, he was, he was you know, Steve, you've built, I don't know, thousands of communities all over Raleigh. You've, you're a number one home builder in North and South Carolina. You're, you traveled all over the world. You've made millions of dollars. And about the time millions of dollars rolled off his tongue, Steve literally barely picked up his arm, pulled the oxygen mask off his face, and he said, what good is a million dollars when I have no health? He put the Mac back on his face and put his arm back down. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. I am back with Stephen Scoggins, whose rags to riches story I shared in episode 923 of The Ziggler Show. This time, we're talking through his personal habits. He shares a lot of heartfelt lessons that resulted in habits which pulled him from homelessness to a $100 million business, such as the clip I led off with in the intro. You're going to hear multiple concepts on habits that will give you ideas for yourself, as it did me, such as Stephen strives to address, of course, all the spokes of his life during a given day, but he gives proactive focus to one specific spoke every day. That concept alone to me was worth the episode, but there was a lot more that grabbed my attention as well. You're going to hear that in just a second. You can connect further with Stephen at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Scoggins, S-C-O-G-G-I-N-S.com and check out his Transform You event coming up October 21 through 23 of 2021. Steven, I know enough about you to know that you've got some uh, intentional habits here. I want to walk through, kind of get a behind the scenes uh, with you. And, and to some extent, I mean, I know you have been where you are. You've been out of the story that we went through in our first show together. You haven't been homeless for a while. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't expect that you've thought about ending your life uh, for quite a while. Those are in the past. But just, you know, through that, as you had success, we actually ended the last show talking about you talked about going from the evolution of working with your hands to your mm-hmm. head, to your heart. Now you had some habits that helped you get to success with your hands into your head. And you talked yeah. about that and you even spent a decade there before really investing in your heart. So if there's been some evolution of some of these habits along the way in accordance with that, I want to hear about them. So starting off 
physical nutrition. You talked about, uh, I could see you that you're a fit looking dude. You talked about being in the gym. So tell me what you're doing physically, nutrition, exercise, diet, all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, so obviously I learned about the uh, Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar will of life a number of years ago. Now, I hope, I hope I don't make Zig mad, but I added something to it. I added, I added a spoke. Awesome. Awesome. Dude. <laughs> I, I call it the contributional pillar. So I, I invented a word and everything like that. So okay. it's, it's, the, it's the sense that you've got to have a place to put your focus that is a greater need than yourself. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, when you grow up like I did and come through as much as I have, and there's a number of Americans that have just done that for sure. They're, they're living it right now. Yeah. I've discovered that if I don't make it a daily practice, a daily routine, what we refer to internally as reinforceable routines, you know, the routine itself reinforces you taking the action without you having to stop what you're doing and actually choose to take the action. Okay. And one of the things that I do a little bit differently, and I, I feel I, so far, I think I feel like I've, I've been communicating this point to a lot of folks that I haven't heard communicated back to me yet is if I use Zig's language, right? I actually choose a pillar a day to focus on. Okay. So here's what I mean by that. Um, every morning I wake up 5 a.m., 5.15, you know, I'm, just to be real, it's not exactly five o'clock on the dot, okay. you know, and, and then, you know, I get up out of bed. But, you know, between 5 and 5.15 every morning, I start every single day off with uh, prayer. Some would call it meditation, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening just as much as I'm speaking, right? I want to I hear just as much as I'm asking. But rather than saying, God bless me, I'm saying, Lord, please put people in my path that I can impact. Lord, please put someone in my path that I can learn from today. Lord, please put someone in my path um, that I can inspire today or encourage today. And I start in that gratitude place because it just, it just helps me kind of get my mind off all the junk that I may have to face, either coming out of yesterday or into the day. And as a result, that gives me a, a place to kind of just put my, put my mindset in, in ease. And as I'm doing that, and as I've been practicing doing that, I've learned that's one of the techniques that I've used to go from head or hand, head, heart. Yeah. Right. Most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, wake up. Sometimes we wake up late. We're in and out the door. We're not thinking. Maybe we grab our cup of coffee. Maybe we got kids to get to school. Most of us aren't actually going ahead and giving, or giving and again, I'm a person of faith, giving God his, his due diligence, his, you know, first 15 or 20 minutes a day. Right. And it takes a little while to do it repetitively and not lower your standards and allow yourself to skip out. Okay. So that's, that's number one. The next thing I do specifically is I will, I, I grab my gym bag and I'm heading to the gym. Okay. So, um, I, of course I've got a routine, you know, some days I'm doing back, back and buys and other days I'm doing, you know, chest and tries and all that kind of stuff. Um, but more importantly, I'm trying to use that alone time to have alone time. I've got earbuds in my ear, and I've picked a, uh, in your vernacular and Zig's vernacular, a will of life or a slice of the pie that I'm going to focus on that day. So I'm listening to an audiobook. I'm researching new content. I might be watching some YouTube videos or listening to a podcast specifically on like for Mondays, for Mondays, for example, for me are emotional pillar. Okay. Emotional pillar to me or the emotional slice, if you will, is going to be how do I make sure I have a healthy identity? How do I make sure that I've got a healthy basis for, in, you know, for, to deal with insecurities and, and things like that. How, how am I going to allow myself to be present in today? Right? So Mondays I'm, I'm focused on the emotional pillar. I then, will, you know, I, I focus on learning content, digesting content. Um, that's typically when I grab my iPhone and I'm going to town, you know, I shared in the last show that 
you know, I, my, one of my most pivotal moments was the, what does it, uh, what does it take to change the essence of a man? Right. So that, so I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders. That's when I'm, I'm coming up with new quote new quotes, or I'm jotting notes down about something I've learned, yeah. some great awakening or aha. And I, I've learned that, that that curiosity and creativity allows for greater expansion, especially the more consistently I do it over and over and over again. All right. Well, on Tuesdays, I'm going to focus on my personal development pillar. Maybe I'm listening to Ramsey. Maybe I'm listening to this show. Maybe I'm what what am I going to do to kind of bring my overall level of awareness up to a higher standard? So I allow for less garbage. Right. You know, there's you know, there's a there's a big belief that at least it's a belief that I subscribe to that you are either programming your mind or someone else is programming it for you. Yeah. Right. The only thing that separates that in the middle is the choice that you make for yourself. What goes in through your eyes and what goes in through your ears. Like, what are you watching? What are you reading? That kind of stuff. So I'm a big believer in nonfiction and healthy growth mindset stuff. Now, again, <clears throat> I, because I want to try to have a, I want to avoid uh, the, the proverbial flat tire. I'm going to focus on one pillar a day or what we refer to as a pillar, what you guys what refer to as the, the slice of pie. Um, so Tuesdays, again, is going to be personal development days. Wednesdays is my financial pillar, okay? When I look at my resources that I have, how am I stewarding those resources? How am I deploying those resources? And how am I sowing those resources, right? So deploying might be an investment or a spend. Developing might be more of a compounding effect, Right? Sewing might be something that I just, I, I, I'm not necessarily expecting a financial return, but I am expecting an impact to be made. Right. Okay. And then I proceed, I proceed to go through those, each one of those slices, Monday through Sunday, which equals seven, of course, when you're like, well, well Stephen, didn't you just say you, you, you added an eighth? Yes, I did. What I do is I look at all of those and on a Sunday afternoon, I'm going to ask myself, what did I learn this week? that I could help somebody else learn or, or treat or help somebody else grow in their own path. Right. What, what did I learn? Not that I'm going to repackage it and sell it or whatever for my own benefit, but what did I learn this week that can offer value to someone else through my unique lens? Um, you know, we started doing Instagram stories recently, right? I didn't for the longest time, I'm like, why do people care what I'm eating or where I'm going or I'm at the gym or whatever. But then I realized, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to share one of the most, I'm going to share one or more most important moments this week with the audience that's chosen to follow. I want to make sure I'm constantly giving a value. And that's the only way I've been able to balance a constant developmental approach through all uh, seven slices, or, or again, I've referred to eight, all of those different areas on a consistent basis. Or if I, if I remove myself from that, what inevitably happens is I get focused on three or four slices or three or four pillars, right. and then something falls apart. It's the only practice that I know that allows me to actually have a daily intentional focus for each one of those areas as a rule of thumb. Now, once I've go through my, my, my personal time, my, 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 I've already gone through my prayer and meditation. I've, always gone, I've already gone through some developmental things, some, some content management. I'm going to be brokering my days or bucketing my days typically in 15 to 30 minute increments. Basically, I want to take, take the excuse of distraction away from myself. Yeah. And the only way I know to do that is to make sure that I bucket my day in such a way that allows me to have focused time on specific content, maybe specific team members, specific initiatives, specific customers, whatever we're doing internally. And I'm going to remove that distraction or I'll be like everybody else. I'll be on Facebook. I'll be on social media. I'll be on YouTube. Right. I allow myself an outlet 
for enjoyment, but I try to limit that enjoyment for, for basically an hour a day, tops. Because the average American spends three to five hours in unproductive behaviors on a consistent basis. And then they get to the end of the year and wonder why nothing changed. Yeah. So those, that's the, the nuts and bolts. Those are the things that I do consistently out of force of habit that has taken me from more of a, from more of a tactical person to a strategical person and now to a, what, I, what I hope is becoming a, transis, a transcendent person. Man, I like the focus of giving a day instead of trying to hit everything. I'm going to dig in on a couple of them there. One, the hour of enjoyment. I mean, you know, the seventh spoke, well, I use it as a seventh one, uh, but the personal spoke, I usually end with that one. But since you just talked about the hour of enjoyment, uh, is that, well, the personal, I, you know, I have to look at self-care, play, mm -hmm. fun, hobbies, however you want to term that thing. But the thing that you do just for you, just just for joy. Is that hour of enjoyment? Does it contain those things? Or is that like some time? I give that time for entertainment, but there's some other things you do as well that are that fit into that. Yeah. You know, habits, fun, play bucket for Steven. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I, I choose to do that on a daily basis because it's, it's not really the work hard, play hard scenario, but it kind of is. Okay. It's like, <sighs> Connor, one of the young men on my team, he asked me all the time because I don't understand your work ethic, and I don't understand your focus, your level of focus. And I told him on more than one occasion, my level of focus and my level of work ethic comes specifically out of knowing that if I don't do it this way with this reinforceable routine, I will get way off track, okay? Now, when you, when you go after it and you're learning and you're growing and you're doing and you're meeting and you're, re, you're, you're networking and you're, you're you know, launching a live event, you're doing all these different things, if you don't give yourself an outlet consistently, then whatever happens, you end up burnout, right? If you're burnout, you're going to be 50% less productive than you were if you had just taken a break for a few moments, right? And even in the Bible that God says on the seventh day rest, yeah. right? My Orthodox Jewish friends won't even turn a light switch on, yeah. right? There's truth to that, right? There's, there's nothing wrong with going after a life you love. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with becoming a better father, a better mother, a better husband, a better, like there's nothing wrong with that. But you can absorb yourself in such a negative, a negative way if you isolate yourself in that direction, right? So by having an outlet, to allow, I can allow my brain to decompress. Yeah. You know, that hour might be on, um, and I, I'll say this because there's two different things. Technically, it would be two hours a day, not two hours a day. It would be five hours a week, six hours, no, six hours a week because I have, I have coffee with my wife twice a week intentionally. Tuesdays and Thursdays is what we have coffee with Karen. Okay. Sweet. Now I enjoy being around my wife. Okay. Now I realize that not every spouse is going to say, I enjoy being around my spouse, but I would dare say that you would enjoy being around your spouse more if you actually had focused time to connect and you weren't distracted. Yeah. Okay. Personal opinion, because it's, it's what I've lived through. Right. On top of that as an hour a day of enjoyment. You know, and it might be on my drive home. I might, I might actually have YouTube on the background. I'm watching some, I don't know, history channel, something or other. Just, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not something that I'm looking to necessarily add value to someone else or add value to my life. It's surely, it's surely for entertainment value. Okay. I do that because I believe that if you don't do that, you're going to, you're going to get burnout twice as fast yeah. because you're not giving yourself room to breathe. 
and you end up getting that rat race. You know, in the, in the last show we talked about with my father, for example, how we get up at 5 a.m., he'd work his butt off. Yeah. And by the time he got home, he'd fall asleep in his chair and then scoot off to the bed. And I can't tell you how true that is for a lot of Americans around the country. Right. But there was no there was no enjoyment phase. By the time he got in front of the quote unquote TV, one hour would turn into three hours and he was sleeping most of it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I think at the end of the day, I think there has to be an entertainment sector on a daily basis to allow you to dangle. It's almost like it, I kind of used started using it as a reward system. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if I busted it during the course of the day, mm-hmm. and maybe I got done a little early, then I could go and I could go and spend an extra 20 minutes and, and just something fun. I've also found that in many cases that becomes one of the strongest reflection timeframes because I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm not trying to create. I'm not trying to connect. I'm not trying. I'm just, I'm just being. I'm just being. And, and I think there's a lost art of just being. Yeah, yeah I agreed. Stephen Kotler I had on the show uh, months back, and it actually was not in the show. It was later, and it just hit me because I was getting ready to go on a solo getaway, which I do mm-hmm. pretty consistently. And he talked about giving ourselves the time to have just an emotional break, almost an emotional mm-hmm. sabbatical. Man, that stuck with me because it really met why I do have these times where I just take off. Oh, I, I appreciate what you said. I'm not trying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just being. And so I want a little bit of that every day. And then I also will take, you know, significant times away, you know, on this, do you have any, and you know, there's plenty of business people that enjoy so much what they're doing that they don't, but do you have any specific, you know, a hobby and interest, uh, you know, you'll fish in or play golf or do something like that. You know, what's really funny is the older I get, uh, and the more time I spend trying, trying to use my heart, what I actually enjoy most is probably quiet time. I legitimately enjoy it. Uh, you know, I got to, we've been talking, you know, during the show and I've, I've been taking notes just as much as I've been talking. Right. I, I, I like, I like information, not, not from a, a high C type critical style, but I like, it's, it's almost like stopping and smelling the roses. Like I, I like to, I like to slow things because I'm a, you know, there's a theology in the disc scenario. I'm, a, I'm what's called a 99 D like I, I'm, I, it probably goes to 110. They could probably make me go to 110. Like I'm, I'm a very driven individual. Okay. And one of the most difficult things that I struggle with a lot as a person, even now to this day is slowing down. Yeah. But yet I realize that when I do slow down and I allow for room, I enjoy what that room produces. Yeah. Right. But, you know, again, going back to that question, what does it take to change the essence of a man? That was because I, I, was in a, I was in a mode I had to slow down. So rather than being forced to slow down, I've chosen to slow down. And it creates that margin and space where sometimes the, the most difficult questions in life actually gets answered. Yeah. And my grandfather, you know, would, would say, be still. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Which is pretty difficult for an ADHD kid, but hey, I, I give it a shot. Well, yeah, well, no, you remind me of my dear friend, co-host on my True Life podcast, Doctor Randy James, and he talks about the hard work of relaxation. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. he came up with that as he and I were talking about. Uh, it was a time when I realized I don't play. I don't play yeah. anymore. I'm addicted to production, and I don't play. And he said, let's, let's practice the hard work of of relaxation. And I I appreciate you bringing that up. 
You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Habits episode with Stephen Scoggins. Next, we talk about Stephen's devotion to his physical wellness and how he shares a, well, not how he shares, he does share a profound experience that he had with a dying man that inspired him to tend to his health. So you're taking these focal points every day, and yet during the day, though, you still have your specific things that you're not going to miss. You talked about that. You get up, you have mm-hmm. your quiet time, you are going to exercise, you are going to do you know, X, Y, Z. And I actually wanted to add, come back to the gym. So it sounds like weightlifting is kind of your gig there. Um, but regardless of that, as a business guy, that has it occurred to me many years ago when I was working with people who wanted to pursue business and realized how often they did not have the energy mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yep. the end of the weekend. And I realized that the business people that I knew generally put their physical wellness as a top priority so mm-hmm. that they could get out and stuff. So is that the motivation for you? Is there any specific motivation? Have you always been a fitness guy or is that something that came in as you saw the benefit and what it allowed for you? I'd like to answer that question if I can get permission to uh, share a quick story, if that's please, all right. Please, please. So it was, uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the last show about the importance of Steve Myrick, one of my first and greatest mentors in my life. I've had lots of fantastic mentors, uh, some well-known some and some not. Steve was obviously not someone that was super well-known, except for he's, he's known every time I grace the show now. But yeah. um, it was about 2003, and Steve had unfortunately had his, both knees replaced. Mm. Now, when he went in to go get his knees replaced, he didn't realize that a, a month or so later he'd be fighting for his life, right? Because he, unfortunately, he, he contracted pneumonia. Hmm. And I went in to go see him with my father, and we walked up to the health, the, the bed, right? And Steve's lying there in a gurney. He's got an oxygen mask on his face. He's clearly frail. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he didn't look like himself. His, his skin tone wasn't like it normally was or nothing like that. And my dad was trying to, I think, love on Steve the best way he knew how. He was, he was, he was, you know, Steve, you've built, I don't know, thousands of communities all over Raleigh. You've, you're a number one home builder in North and South Carolina. You're, you traveled all over the world. You've made millions of dollars. And about the time millions of dollars rolled off his tongue, Steve literally barely picked up his arm, pulled the oxygen mask off his face, and he said, what good is a million dollars when I have no health? He put the Mac back on his face and put his arm back down. It taught me a pretty valuable lesson and I didn't equate it to business directly, but I did equate it to understanding that life is about choices and consequences and perspective. And while I'm a very driven individual, I also understand that I need, my body needs proper blood flow proper hydration, proper nutrition. And people that I've followed that don't have a way of believing about their hydration or their nutrition or their physicality or their working out or stuff like that, in almost every case, the stress that comes around with being a top producer, top performer, business owner, aspiring entrepreneur, all of that raises the cortisol level in such a way that it literally begins to break down muscle tissue, right? As you break down muscle tissue, your diet then influences your arteries and then your arteries start to clog. And the next thing you know, you've got, there's, you know, you're, you're, at, you're at risk for a stroke. You're at risk for a heart attack. You're at risk for an aneurysm. You're at risk for all these different things. 
that if you just do a little bit each day, in many cases, you can keep yourself out of that gurney. Yeah. Or you can chase everything that the world has to offer and not take this, this vessel seriously. And the next thing you know, the vessel will be taken away from you and then you have nothing, right? So for me, working out is just as much about health, but it's also just as much about basically uh, uh, taking care of the, the vessel that I've been given, right? Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's, it's, it's an important piece. Yeah. No, I, I, we talk so much. If we go to the faith-based you know, arena about being a good steward and we think about finances and you know, Dave Ramsey and being a good, uh, a good steward of our money, a good steward of our family, a good steward of what we've been given and so seldom, I think, relate it to our, what you said, the vessel, uh, yeah. which I appreciate that quote you gave from Steve on, yeah, what does a million bucks matter if I don't have my health? Help. I'm going to put you, I was going to put you on the spot. Now, I don't think you care. Uh, you're, you're, you're game ah. for that. But in the first show, uh, actually, I ended with you answering the question, which folks go listen to the first show and you can hear the answer. But, you know, the best predictor of how far your business will go. But also, what we talked about in there, the statement you made, an entrepreneur can't build a business without first building themselves. So to mm -hmm. take kind of both of those captive and as we're looking at habits and because you know the Ziggler wheel of life and you've added, mm -hmm. you know, to that, when you look at the, so many people who are in business wanting to pursue business out there, um, to put a couple habits. I mean, I know we can put big things out there, character traits and, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and some big ideals out there. But if you look at some of the core habits that you've learned down, if you've got, I used to tell this, if you get, if you're on stage, you got a thousand people to talk to and you got, you know, two minutes, you know, if you're going to say, mm -hmm. Hey, here's a couple of the key habits that you are not going to let go. Sometimes I've asked people that, that, you know, Stephen, for you on a day when, man, you are maxed out, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be one of your busy days, but there are some habits you are not going to let go of. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, connect that too with what you would say if, man, if you are out there and you want to make it happen business-wise, let's give a focus there. Mm -hmm. What are the top habits that come to mind? Before I answer that, I want to share one quick thing. Please. When it comes down to it, how do I say, the best way to say this is that, you know, and so in, in the thought leadership space, people mm -hmm. use uh, email automation systems or in accounting, you, use, you have automation systems. You have right. these automation right. systems. Right. What I've tried to do to the best of my ability is to automate the most important actions. Okay. Okay. Right. So one of the things that I would tell you that is the, one of the most important habits that I've got is obviously the waking up and the, and the, and the thought leadership and the, and the prayer and meditation phase. That's an absolute for me. And the reason it's an absolute for me is because experience has taught me that when I'm disconnected from that, I'm disconnected from everything else. The days are tougher and building a business or starting a new job or being a professional is already hard enough it's already hard enough to not compound how you deal with stressors and things like that, okay? So I, wanna, I wanted to preface that by saying, what can you do to make the, the most important actions automatic? Okay. Okay? Simple ones, setting alarm, okay? I got a good friend of mine. In fact, I would, I would recommend it for your show any day of the week, but 
His name's Eric Partaker. Eric Partaker. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric uh, was a was a key instrumental person in building out Skype. Now he's over in the UK, but he actually taught me this new technique um, that one of his books called the Three Alarms. Okay. He actually has in his phone every single day an alarm that goes off that basically reminds him that he's to be he's he's trying to be super dad or super business or super focused. And he, and he discovered that because he had a heart attack on an airplane and almost died in a, in a, in a flight across the country. So I've tried to take that habit to remind myself to keep the proper perspective. So step one is set your day up with, with basically a, a time frame that you can pray, meditate and take care of your body. Okay. Take care of your mind, mind, body, spirit kind of scenario. First thing in the morning. The second thing is, is what can I automate? What reminder can I set within my phone, within uh, an app to remind myself to be grateful and present or something, you know, something that remind me to put put my uh, most important priorities from in, in front of me, regardless of how my day goes. Yeah. I'm, I hope I'm, I, yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. I'm articulating this right. The third thing is, <clears throat> is this is something I had to learn how to do because uh, in the construction field, which is, you know, Four of my businesses that I own are construction related and, you know, they either they construct properties or they put components on properties that are being constructed. Um, It's a very stressful professional career in that segment. I still own, I still own all the businesses today. So I'm still actively engaged in these businesses. One of the things I've had to remind myself to do is what I refer to as a brain dump, right? So before I go into my house and see my family, because I don't want to wake up at, I don't want to be on my phone. Like, I don't want to walk in the house and be on my phone when my, my kids are, my kids who are now basically adults and my wife's trying to connect with me. I don't want them to think I'm ignoring them. I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. I still mess up, but this is, this is my fix for that. Yeah. Okay. I'll do a brain dump. So I don't have that, that, oh my God, I got to check my phone. Oh my God, I got to go to my emails. Oh my God, I got, I, 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 or that, that this, what I used to, what used to, really hurt me as I wake up 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Oh my God, I forgot to order the material. Oh my God, I forgot to call the customer back, right? The quickest way to set the tone for the evening so you can actually get the decompression you need for the evening is to do what, what I refer to as a brain dump. It's simple. I grab a notepad and a pen or am I, I'll, sometimes I'll use my iPhone and I will, it's not, it's not let's say a journal as much as it is. These are the, these are the items that I know I need to take care of that yeah. need to be prioritized, but they don't need to be prioritized when, when I need to spend time with my family. When I'm eating and resting and yeah. sleeping and you see what I'm saying? So two things happen when you do that. First of all, you go in and you're able to be present, which a lot of people who have professional careers have a really hard time being present in today's time frame. Okay. So that's a, that's an easy win right there. Super easy win. The next thing it does is it makes sure that you wake up the next day ready and refreshed because you're not having to auto generate you know, after you had a bad dream or some weird dream about walking on the ceiling or in the clouds or something, now, now I got to, you know, you're taking what's all the stuff that's typically spinning in your head and you're now you're getting it out where you can, you can actually look at it on a notepad and a pen with an iPhone or physical, whatever. And now you can prioritize, you can uh, use Covey's, you know, quadrants or any number of different ways to bucket and determine your priorities. So let's, let's, let's look at that just for a second. It allows you to be more present with your family. It allows you to be more focused for, for tomorrow, which means you also increase productivity, which means your, re, your return on time is greater, right? My uh, good friend Rory Vaden would say that he, he tries to look at things that multiply time, yeah. energy, and resource. 
right? And I love that because that's a technique that I've been doing, not realizing I've been doing it. And then, uh, you know, his book, Take the Stairs, he talks a lot about how to break that down even further. But everything should be about how do you multiply your time? How do you multiply your resource? And how do you multiply your impact? And that was a simple step to begin to set my days up in motion where dominoes are now falling for me rather than on top of me. Yeah. So I hope that's a long-winded answer. But no, I appreciate I it. And my, I think my takeaway from there, I like the uh, reminding myself of, uh, you know, a, a character thing or a behavior thing or a being thing. And my, my, my wife, some of my kids keep uh, saying, hey, get a tattoo. They think it's cool. They, you know, they have some. And, <laughs> and I just haven't found one. To, but the only ones that I've ever thought of are things that I just want to remember. Like, Kevin, stop trying to be super dad. Stop, yeah. Quit the God complex. Just be. Just chill out. Yeah. Uh, so I like the idea. I have, I've never committed to a tattoo, but I can do an alarm on the phone. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I appreciate it. No, I mean, I appreciate how you answered those. This has been a different habit show. People will recognize that and how you approached it. And I really like those three things. That may even be something I start and saying, okay, folks, if you're going to, if you got just a moment, what are the top ones you want to uh, let people know? So, man, thank you again. Just a gift to get a behind the scenes from you and just uh, uh, continually inspired by your, uh, your heart coming after your hands and your head. Steven, man, thank you so much. Sincerely my pleasure, man. Anytime. See you, Kevin. Well, there is some inspiration and I feel equipping testimony from Steven Scoggins. Again, you can connect with Steven at Steven, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Scoggins, S-C-O-G-G-I-N-S.com. And check out his Transform You event coming up October 21 through 2021. Coming up in episode 926 of The Ziggler Show, I share a powerful clip from Zig Ziggler from which I ask the audience if you've gone from not much to a place you're proud of, what gave you hope and belief you could do it? It was really tremendous sharings from the Ziegler audience. Tom Ziegler and I talked through them, though I think we talked less in this one because we just wanted to read the testimonies. And what you hear is literally what did give people hope. It's really inspiring and equipping. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.